Hey everyone, welcome to Section 105 Game. I'm your host, Evan Yost, and with me I have co-host, Davis Jackson. Hello, everyone. Alright, so now moving on to Week 5. We got the games to recap for you. We got Utah at USC. Uh, this game, uh, Scott Fink, uh, USC's quarterback, played really good with leading USC to a big upset. Uh, he was 21 for 30. Uh, with, uh, he was 21 for 30, 351 yards, three touchdowns, and with only one interception. Yeah, um, we've been saying it a lot that Utah is overrated. Um, and like you mentioned, Matt Fink, quarterback for USC, he's their third-string quarterback. Starter JT Daniels got hurt. Then redshirt freshman Keaton Slovis came in and was playing well. He got hurt. Um, then Fink, and like you said, 51 passing yards. Uh, we don't know how long Keaton Slovis is going to be out, but uh, he needs to keep playing like this. And if he does keep playing, then he maybe he maybe will be the starter. All right. Next, we got uh, Auburn at Texas A&M. So we were watching this game. My mom's a Texas A&M fan, and we really hated this game. But you know what? I just got to hand it to Auburn. Uh, Bo Nix, true, like we said, true freshman. He has been playing really good, especially for this being his first year. And for his first away game being against Texas A&M at Kyle Field, they got the crowd, the, uh, the field and the, the players and everything. That might have startled him. But he was still 12 for 20, uh, two, 100 yards and one touchdown against A&M's defense. Yeah, uh, Auburn I think is legit. And uh, the SEC with – Auburn, LSU, Alabama is pretty uh, top-heavy and loaded. I think they're one of the top SEC teams for sure. Um, and A&M, they're still, still kind of hot, hot on them. Good, but they haven't handled two good teams well. Uh, Clemson has Auburn. <clears throat> All right, next we got Michigan at Wisconsin. And I was, to be honest, expecting Michigan to win this game. But Wisconsin definitely took advantage of being uh, in Wisconsin. And Michigan just didn't have an answer to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, me and my dad were just saying through that game, that's just like uh, – that's just a Heisman rally up. Like that's just him getting yards, Heisman showcase and everything just for Jonathan Taylor. He had 23 carries, 203 yards, and two touchdowns. And that's, only, that's like 9.5 yards per carry. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the nation, and he really actually has a lot of Heisman. I think Michigan, we've been saying that they were rated. Now that they're rated, it's kind of harder to say they're overrated, but I still think they're not as good as everyone's saying. And that really showed playing a good team in uh, Wisconsin, who just blitzed, 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 blitzed them. Oh. All right. All right, now we got uh, UCF at Pitt. And, again, one of those cases that Pitt really took advantage of uh, home field advantage. Uh, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback for um, Pitt, uh, he was he threw for 20 – he was 25 for 47. Um, so he didn't – he had quite a few incompletions, but he made the most out of the completions with 224 yards and one touchdown. And that just led them past UCF, number 15 UCF. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Pitt is pretty good because they almost beat upset Penn State two weeks ago. Um, I think UCF, they're not going to be as dominant as they have been the past two years, but uh, I think they're still pretty good. And Pitt, things are looking pretty good for them. All right, next we got SMU at TCU. And I know you picked SMU last last week with your uh, underdog picks. Uh, I was, to be honest, actually expecting uh, TCU to win this game. But uh, former Texas quarterback, transferred SMU, uh, Shane Bouchelle, uh, he played really good, 23 for 34, 288 yards, two touchdowns, and only one incomplete and one only one interception. Uh, and this is also at TCU. Yeah, um, SMU specifically, uh, Shane Bouchelle played really well in the upset, but TCU needs much better uh, quarterback play, and they definitely need to involve their top players. Uh, wide receiver Jalen Rager more. Jalen Rager only had two catches for two yards. Well, yeah, he didn't get that much yards. Uh, the reason he didn't do that is, A, because of bad quarterback play. B, they're not getting uh, him their biggest threat um, in open field and letting him make plays. Uh, yeah, next we got Old Dominion at Virginia. And to be honest, First part of this game, it was 14-14, I believe, at halftime. I mean, Virginia just came out and, like, didn't let Old Dominion score again. But still, they only scored 14 points after halftime. I mean, Bryce Perkins, the quarterback for uh, Virginia, still played pretty good, 15 for 24, 175 yards and one touchdown. But, I mean, Old Dominion always just comes in and is a surprise team against some team. Uh, And this week it was against Virginia. I mean, I know they didn't beat them. But it was definitely like a it was definitely a close game, especially at halftime. Yeah, Virginia. I think they play decent, uh, but they definitely need to improve play and play better in ACC play. And even this week, as they have an upcoming game against Notre Dame, and I know we'll get um, to that later. <clears throat> All right. Next, we got uh, Oklahoma State at Texas. Um, my brother was at this game, and this was actually the first Texas game that he went to. And he said that even though we're not Texas fans, he still really liked the experience there. And I couldn't agree with him more. I mean, te- Texas is still a good college to like go to and have a good experience at the stadium. But it, it was a it was a close one for a long time until like Oklahoma State kind of just lost their groove, and Texas just uh, went past them by two uh, two uh, scores. Uh, Sam Ellinger actually. Uh, did really well, 20, 20 for 28, 281 yards, four touchdowns, and only one interception against Oklahoma State, who's usually a trap game for them. Yeah, Oklahoma State had won the last five games in Daryl K. Royal in Austin, um, but Texas and the last four games, period, against Texas. But Texas ended that streak this week. Like you said, Sam Ellinger, he turned in another Heisman performance. He's continuing to show up, continuing to play well, continuing to come up on the national stage. Um, like you mentioned, 281 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. And really that interception wasn't his fault. Um, it kind of was just tipped in the air. And um, then a DB just came and made a good play on it. But um, something really to take out away from this game, uh, Caden Stearns, probably Texas' best defensive back, um, he'll be out 
for four weeks, along with their best cornerback, Jalen Green, who um, they both got injured in that game. So hopefully they can get better. But uh, now on the Oklahoma State side, I think they're just really underrated, and they're going to come out well in Big 12 play. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, Oklahoma State's a really good team this year. Um, all right, next we got Notre Dame at Georgia. And I was pulling for Notre Dame in this one just because, you know, it would be a top four team that's out. And besides, the SEC already has three top uh, three teams in the top four. Um, but – and I know you Georgia fans out there, but, like, I said that I wouldn't have Jake Fromm in my, uh, in my Heisman leaderboard. And I'm just going to shoot you straight up. I still don't. But I do have him in these players to recap. He had really good performance against Notre Dame's defense, being 20 for 26, 187 yards, and one touchdown. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Georgia didn't play, like, um, extremely off the charts, so to speak, on offense. I think Notre Dame hung well, uh, hung better with Georgia more than I and other people expected. Um, but Ian Book... He didn't really impress me. Through did throw two touchdowns, but also threw two interceptions, and um, I didn't get to see that one. Uh, the I don't know if the interceptions were his fault or not, um, because I was at the UMHB football game. Uh, go Crew, um, and but now back to Notre Dame at Georgia. That was just a good game between the two good teams. All right, now we got Colorado at Arizona State. And um, so Steven Montez uh, from Colorado, he played really good, 23 for 30, 337 yards and three touchdowns as they beat Arizona State. Yeah, I think that was a good game. Arizona State, they need to win games when they play uh, pretty good or decent teams uh, like Colorado, who Colorado's they're not a top team, but still Arizona State. Uh, was ranked that game, lost. They need to play better when they play um, Power 5 teams who are at least decent. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still unsure. Um, I haven't picked up a vibe on Colorado yet. All right, next we got uh, UCLA at Washington State. This was an upset in Washington. Uh, now, this was a really high-scoring game. The score was 67-63. to 63. Um, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson from UCLA, he played really good, uh, being 25 for 38, 507 yards, five touchdowns, and only one interception against the top 25 defense. Yeah, the final score, 67 to 63, uh, UCLA won. And actually, um, Washington State was up by – 32 points. They were winning 49 to 17 at one point in the game. Then UCLA came back. You highlighted Dorian Thompson Robinson, but I'm gonna um I'm gonna talk about Anthony Gordon, Washington State quarterback. He threw nine touchdown passes. Just sat back, turned in a nine touchdown pass game. I mean, who does that? No one ever has done that. Um, I don't. I've never remembered anyone doing that. Um, I know he set a record. I don't know if it was school or nation, but whatever, a record is a record. But Washington State must close out games. And I say that because I have it in all caps on my paper right here. They have to close out games. They just absolutely have to, especially in, their, in the top 25. 
All right, there's our games to recap. And now we go on to uh, one section of our picks, the underdog picks and coverage picks. All right, so for my first underdog pick, um, I don't really think that I'm super biased on this one. Uh, but I got Maryland beating Penn State. Penn State's going to be uh, playing at Maryland. And little-known fact is that, like, uh, it might not be too known to a lot of people, but Maryland actually, like, puts a lot of pressure on their opponents at home. Uh, I mean, you saw that in the Syracuse-Maryland game. They played at Maryland. Maryland came out and beat them 63-20. Um, I got – so they were, they're both coming off bye weeks, so I think that they've had a lot of time to prepare for both teams. Josh Jackson um, and – I'll just Mike Loxley, everyone else on the team's going to be wanting a win after that last um, game against Temple. It was a bad game for Maryland, but I think that they'll come out and want that win so bad that they'll beat Penn State. All right, for my first underdog pick, I have Arizona State, who we just mentioned. I have them beating USC. USC. They're kind of hard to get at right now. They've had some good wins against top teams, but they've also had losses to non-top 25 teams. Arizona State has been in the top 25, but they're not now because of that loss to Colorado. So I think Arizona State and Herm Edwards, uh, the coach, he's going to come out um, aggressive, come out firing against USC, especially on defense with uh, the third-string quarterback, Matt Fink. And I think that Arizona State will come out with the victory. Uh, yeah, one thing is that I think you said USC. I think it's Cal that they're playing against. Um, USC. Hmm? Oh, well, I don't know. It says here that they're playing Cal on the 27th. I don't know. They're playing They're playing some California team. Anyways, I think that Arizona State's going to be coming out, and uh, they'll. I think that they'll beat, uh, I don't know, whoever they're playing, I guess. Uh, like I said, I have here that they're beating Cal, so I think that they'll come out, um, uh, especially against that win against Colorado, uh, especially against that loss against Colorado, and they're going to be wanting to win. They'll beat Cal, and that's my second underdog pick. Yeah, you are right. They are playing Cal. <laughs> All right, just clarification. All right, cool. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, now, next I've got Virginia beating Notre Dame. Um, I know this kind of sounds more like a long shot, but I think it'll really happen. Notre Dame, I don't think they're as good as they're hyped up to be. Yeah, they get Ian Book back, but I don't. I just don't think they're as good as they were last year. Um, they almost they yeah they played well against um, Georgia, but I just think Virginia is better, and I think Bryce Perkins and this Virginia team is just going to come out and uh, come out with the upset win. Yeah, coming off of what you just said, though, is that actually uh, it's going to our coverage picks. I got Notre Dame uh, not covering uh, 11 points over Virginia. Um, I do think that Notre Dame is good. I agree with you that they're not as good, but um, I still do think, uh, however, that they are going to win. But I just don't think that it will be by 11. I think that it might just be maybe by a touchdown, field goal, whatever it is. But I still just think that they'll come out with a win there against Virginia. All right, for my All first coverage right. pick, I'm going back to Penn State and Maryland. I don't think Penn State will cover seven points against Maryland. I think they will come out with the win. But I, I just don't think that they're um, uh, good enough to come out with the um, – win over a top 15 team in Penn State. So I'm going to go with that. All right. Next, okay, so for my next coverage pick, 
Uh, I have uh, OU, not uh, Oklahoma, not covering uh, 27 points over Texas Tech. Um, now, Texas Tech, I still think that they're a pretty good team. Obviously, they're not as good as Oklahoma, but I think that they they can like m- m- make sure that o- Oklahoma doesn't cover 27. Um, still, whether it be like 24 or 21 or whatever, three touchdowns, touch, three touchdowns and field goal, whatever, uh, I still just don't think that they'll cover 27 points over Texas Tech. Yeah, uh, I agree with everything you just said right there. I think that um, – Texas Tech will OU will not cover 27 um, against this team because um, Alan Bowman, the quarterback for Texas Tech, um, I heard that he was injured. I don't know if he still is. I haven't uh, followed up on that. But if he's not, his ba- if he is, his backup, Jet Duffy, is still really good. And if he isn't, then he's even better because both of those quarterbacks are just – really good. Yao Yu is really good, but I don't think their defense is good enough to s- sustain Alan Bowman if he plays, or if he doesn't play, even Jet Duffy. Alright, now we move on to this week's Heisman leaderboard after the after week four. Alright, so coming in at number five, I haven't had him in here for a little for a little bit ever since about the first week, but I got Sam Ellinger coming in, uh, in at number five. This season so far, he's one. He's thrown for one thousand two hundred thirty-seven yards, fifteen touchdowns, and only one interception through four games already. Uh, I think that he. I think he's he's definitely stepped up his game since the first week. I took him out just because he started uh, falling, but against Oklahoma State, how he played against them, I think that he needs to be booked back up there for sure now. Yeah, for my number five, I have Trevor Lawrence. I mean. He's one of the best players in the nation. No matter, you just you can't live without him being the best player, um, one of the best top players in the nation. So I have him at number five, um, and I have Sam actually at number three. I was considering Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, but then I had to take a look at it and like just think about uh, like who in the past like four weeks they have played. And they have played. They played Syracuse, who they did come off that win against. They lost against Maryland, but they still were projected to be one of the top teams. They played like Charlotte, uh, another FCS school. Um, and I just think that uh, I just thought that Trevor Lawrence, especially since how he played against uh, against Alabama last year, I just think that he's fallen. And I think that he needs to kind of like almost relearn the stuff that he learned uh, and put that into the games that he's playing right now. So I, I don't have him in there right now. I don't know if he'll come in there in the year, um, but this definitely isn't his last year. He's a sophomore right now, so he'll definitely be coming. Uh, he'll definitely be coming back. So I'll see about next year, but I don't know about this year right now. <clears throat> but at number four, I got Tua Tagovailoa. Again, number four might be a little low for him. Some people might say, but again, it's just Alabama. They haven't really played many people. They've just played. Uh, FCS schools. Last week they played Southern Miss, and the first week they played Duke. But still, overall, not two great defenses. But he does have uh, 1,300 yards, 17 touchdowns, and he hadn't thrown any interceptions in um, in four games. But I think that if he had thrown an interception, he might not even be in the top five, just because he's just because of the bad defenses he's played. Yeah, um, I I have. Joe Burrow at number four. 
and I have Tua at number one. Um, I just haven't seen. Um, I don't know if um Joe Burrow deserves to be up um in the top three yet because of um yeah he's been great this season, but that's only a small sample size. He hasn't been uh other than the first few games this year. He hasn't ever done anything to like really make you look at him. Well, Tua has uh, 1,300 passing yards and 17 touchdowns. And he's actually completing 77.7% of his passes, which um, if you look at it, that means he's only thrown, um, he's not completing like 22.3% of his passes. That, if you look at the opposite side, it looks way more impressive. And I think he's the number one player in the nation. All right, so number uh, three for me is Jonathan Taylor. He is just a power horse going through every single uh, week. He's had 56 carries, 440 yards, seven touchdowns. And to put that in perspective, 56 carries for 440 yards is averaging 7.6 uh, yards per carry. So he's doing really good at Wisconsin. Yeah, I agree with everything you say there except for the spot. Uh, top three, still the same. I have him at number two. All right, number two, I have uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, and last week I didn't have him up this high, but you know what? He has – and he did have a bye week, but – and people might say, like, oh, you have him ahead of two attack over Lola, but still, he has – he has played better uh, team – they play better teams than, um, than, uh, than Alabama. And he's thrown for 880 yards, nine touchdowns, and no interceptions. Again, better teams than Alabama's played, still no interceptions. Uh, not as many yards though, but that's also just pa- that's also just pass yards, I think. And that's still really good stats for uh, him coming off the from Alabama now going to Oklahoma. Um, I'm gonna disagree with you there. I don't have Jalen Hurts in my top five. I have him at number six. I think we just haven't seen enough from him through the air. I think for quarterbacks to win the Heisman, um, I mean, you can't win the Heisman as a quarterback if you don't have good passing stats. And, uh, yeah, he's completing 80.3% of his passes, but for only 880 yards. So uh, if he could get uh, the passing yards number up, then maybe I'll start considering him for the top five. All right, so this okay. So number one, and I know you didn't, you did not have him in your top three, and you don't agree that he should be in your top three. Number one, I got Joe Burrow. Now you might say that there's nothing like eyeballing him out or anything like that, and just like wow, nothing he's done. But he's thrown for 1,500 yards, 200 more than Tua, uh, 17 touchdowns and two interceptions. Yes, he's thrown two interceptions, but he has. They've he's played. Uh, he's p- played still better teams. Uh, than uh, Tua, and also one of them was against Vanderbilt, who still is an SEC um, opponent, and also against uh, like against Texas. He going back to the Texas game two weeks ago. He was thirty-one for thirty-nine, four hundred and seventy-one yards, four touchdowns, and only one interception against great Texas defense. Um, and so far this year. His completion percentage is 80.6 completions. 
And so that's just really good for him this year. And I just got him winning the Heisman because of that so far. Just if the if the Heisman vote was tomorrow, I'd have him win. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that he's good, but um, can he sustain it through the rest of the year? We've seen people put up insane stats through the first uh, five games, four games, but then the next few, the ne- the rest of the season, it's been down. So that's the question for me, uh, for ba- pretty much all these guys. Um, but the other guys, I think, are just more proven than him. Um, but if he could sustain this, then yeah, I think he has a great argument for number one. All right, now we move on to your top players uh, coming up this week. So what do you got? Okay, for number five, um, uh, I have Josh Jackson, the Maryland quarterback. Um, even with the loss to Temple um, and the bye week last week, uh, he's just played very, very well um, for new coach um, Mike Loxley. Playing against Penn State, who's a good team. Uh, and by the way, Jackson, 50, only 51% of his passes are being complete, completed, but he still has 724 yards and eight touchdowns with two interceptions. And that's only through um, four games, three games. He hasn't even played four as much as other guys. So I think this is really a um, game for him to put up big numbers on a national stage. Yeah, uh, I can I completely agree with you. I think that Josh Jackson is going to be a good uh, one of the good p- top players this week because, I mean, all of them are dealing like every person on Maryland, uh, even they, the, who were there before, they're all dealing with a new coach. They've had so much going on this past few years. Uh, started last summer with uh, Jordan McNair's passing away. Uh, started with uh, and then it went to uh, Coach DJ Durkin getting put on a leave, and then in October, them actually firing uh, Durkin, uh, having to deal with, uh, having Matt Canada as their uh, offensive coordinator coming in as their interim head coach, complete new offensive scheme, and then now them dealing that now them having a new coach, and another thing is though is that uh, Loxley, I looked at a quote that he said, and he said that he completely understood every, every through everyone was going through, because um, he also had a connection with a. Uh, Jordan McNair, he knew him personally. Also, Josh Jackson and Dante Demas, who were at Virginia Tech before this, they who they also have a connection with him because they were. Uh, Jordan McNair was actually uh, on Virginia Tech before transfer to Maryland, but still, everything that they've been going through, I think that they'll have a really good week this week. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Now, um, at number four, I have Virginia quarterback Bryce Perkins. He's had like um. And he's handled it pretty well. 843 passing yards, six touchdowns, four interceptions. Isn't that great, especially looking at the teams they played. Really, the only team they played was Pitt. Um, um, now they get to play a top 10 team, number 10, Notre Dame. And I think this is really just a chance for Bryce Hopkins to prove himself. And so I think he'll come out and just play. Um, better than everyone expects. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you there. Um, Bryce Perkins, I mean, last week he played really good, only nine incompletions, 175 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I think that he'll definitely, like, need that, especially all that confidence uh, still uh, coming going into the uh, Notre Dame. 
uh, he, I mean, Notre Dame's still a top 10 school. I mean, yes, they're not as good as they were last year, but Virginia just got has to, like, uh, uh, do better. And also they're playing at Notre Dame. So that's another big test for them there. But uh, I think that, like I said in my uh, coverage picks, I think that Notre Dame will win, but I don't think that they'll cover 11 points. All right, now um, Jalen Hurts, quarterback for Oklahoma. I have him at number three. Um, he's He's been good, um, very good for Oklahoma. Is they're undefeated. Now they get their first, um, kind of their first actual test against the this is their first team there that they've played that has a winning record. Um, that is a Power Five school or um, a FBS school, and so I think he's going to come out in his come out in his first game, game uh, as a Sooner, and I think he's going to show that hey, I'm a top Big Twelve quarterback, even though it's just my first Big Twelve game, because I think that's just going to be that just going to be what has inside of him. Uh, wanting to do better, wanting to prove himself that he could um, play better than everyone expects. And so I think he's just going to come out and do that against Texas. Yeah, another thing is, though, is that they're, like, they're, they're playing at uh, Oklahoma. And something just to put in perspective, I mean, I know you didn't you didn't have Jalen Hurts in your Heisman, but uh, he has the uh, QBR rating, which is a total uh, quarterback rating. Um of nine of nine, 96.8 and that's the that's the best in the in the nation right now and so to put that in perspective some people who play video games and stuff that'd be if he was on a madden or ncaa uh or whatever his rating would be a 90 a 96.8 or might be bumped up to a 97 so i think that he'll have a lot of confidence going into the texas tech game he's obviously a great quarterback so i think that uh, he's going to rack up a lot of stats against Texas Tech. Again, I don't think that they'll cover 27 points over Texas Tech, but I do think that he'll play really good. Okay, now coming in at number two, um, same guys I had at number two in my Heisman leaderboard, I have Jonathan Taylor. Um, I think this is the second or third time he's been on my top five players, and he deserves it. Uh 58 carries, 440 yards, seven touchdowns, and um, he's just played the best football anyone could ask for, running the ball um, well. And Wisconsin, they're a good team, and he's carrying them um, offensively. That's all that everyone knows. Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the nation, so they're going to give it to him. But still, no one can stop him. So that's so I think he's playing against Northwestern, who's kind of an underrated team. Uh, I think they'll come out. He'll come out and just put up big numbers again. All right, yeah. I, J- Jonathan Taylor, obviously still a great Heisman competitor and everything. Uh, like you said, best running back in the nation by far. Um, they're playing – they are playing at um, uh, – they are playing in Wisconsin. And so I think that that will be another key thing for them. But, I mean, you did say that Northwestern, you said, was underrated. But, I mean, they're one and two. And no offense to, like, put that into, like, pr- no offense for putting this into perspective. But that's, like, the same record as Rutgers. And they did have ten more points uh, against an, uh, big, a Big Ten team than Rutgers. But they also allowed one more point. 
So I don't know how that's going to go, but again, no offense to any Northwestern or Rutgers fans, but uh, this year they're just not too great. I mean, but I think that just this will be another Heisman showcase for Jonathan Taylor, just rack up more and more yards. Yeah, no offense to Rutgers fans if uh, there are Rutgers fans out there, so um, just going to put that out there. But, All right, and narrow it down. <laughs> it is in New Jersey, so you never know. Yeah. But now for number one, the top players this week, I have Ohio State quarterback Justin State Fields. Quarterback Justin um, he's a sophomore, transferred from Georgia, playing Georgia. Uh, against Nebraska, who everyone was hyping up, but they haven't really showed up as well as everyone said they would. Uh, actually, college game day is going to be at this game, so that shows that they think this will be a good game. Um, and I think this will be a good game for Justin Fields. He's just been putting up um, good numbers uh, for Ohio State, who's undefeated um, coming into conference play yet again. Uh, and he has 1,000 – he has 880 passing yards and 13 passing touchdowns, um, which, yeah, that isn't as high as other guys, but still. Um, this is his first season as a starter, and uh, – he, to put up those numbers is just – it's really good. And Justin Fields is legit, and I think he's going to have another big game this week. Uh, yeah, I think that Justin Fields is definitely, like, right now underrated. But uh, he's just uh, – he's a really good quarterback. Ohio State losing Dwayne Haskins last year. Uh, but I, th I think that he's definitely someone to take his place. I'm not saying that he might not be as good as Dwayne Haskins like this year, but maybe next year. Uh, but you never you never know. So, all right, now we get, now we want to the uh, top upcoming games for this week. All right, so at number five, I got Penn State at Maryland. Uh, this is a really good game. Penn State's only favored by seven. Maryland used to be in the top twenty-five. Took that loss to Temple. Uh, now they got knocked out, but Penn, Penn State, uh, like I've been saying, might be a little overrated uh, right now. But we never, we don't know because they lost Trace McSorley two years ago. They lost Saquon Bark. They haven't really been able to find a great replacement for him. But in Maryland's like Maryland's defense uh, against the pass is especially against the pass is really good. Uh, and if they're just going to be passing, which is what they've mainly been doing, I think that Maryland will be able to hold them. So, I mean, but I think that's going to be a really good game in College Park. Yeah, I think this will be yeah. just a really good game because Maryland's going to be motivated to come out motivated to and come out. a top 15, top 15 team in Penn State improve themselves again after that uh, loss to um, Temple. So I think that they're going to be just really hyped up and they're going to come out and they're going to come out and they uh, can play. Um, and I think this will just be a good game. Uh, like I said, I don't think Penn State's going to cover, but I do think they're going to win. But I think it'll be a really, really close game. All right, next game we got is Arizona State at Cal. And uh, I think that this will be a really good game. You know, I mean, Cal is only favored by five. And uh, Arizona State used to be in the top 25. Or not. I mean, Cal's already 15. I don't think that's the right place for them, to be honest. They haven't. I don't think they've actually proven themselves that they should be up there right now. But you don't know. I mean, 
Uh, but another thing is, though, is that now these are t- the t- the number five and four of the top upcoming games are also on Friday night. Uh, so, I mean, the, the, just Friday night's going to be a really good game for football. Um, so I just think that that will be a good game as well. Yeah, uh, I mentioned this in my underdog picks, but I said USC instead of Cal. I don't know what I was thinking right in that, but still, I still think Arizona State's going to come out with the win. But I think that Cal being um, – Cal playing the way that uh, that they've been playing so far this year. I mean, a top 15 team, number 15. Uh, I think that they'll play well, but I think Arizona well, but I think Arizona can uh, play better and get the win. All right. Next, we got USC at Washington. Uh, I think that this is just going to be a really good game. You know, uh, Scott Fink. Probably still going to be the quarterback right now. We don't know uh, what's happening with that quarterback situation. Um, but probably most likely he'll be the starting quarterback against uh, Washington. So if he can pull out another really good week like he did against Utah, another uh, top 25 opponent, then I think that they'll be really good. Uh, they'll be really good, and I don't think they'll have to worry about much. I mean, it still is in Washington, but I just think that, it will be a good game. I mean, it's a top 25 matchup. Washington is only favored by 10 and a half. So, but we'll see what happens. I think that it will be a really good game. Yeah, I do too. Washington is a good team. USC is a pretty good team. Like you said, Matt Fink kind of like a prove yourself again game. Like a bunch of quarterbacks have come in in game and done well, but now it's as a starter possibly. Uh, what are you going to do? And if he does play, He's got some pretty good weapons at wide receiver. Michael Pittman Jr. was who he looked to the most uh, last week against Utah, and Michael Pittman delivered with 10 catches for 232 yards, which is really, really good for a wide receiver. And then also he's got Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, who's also a top wide receiver for USC. So I think that this will be a good game, and that I think Washington's um, pretty good. They still haven't – they're still kind of like – I don't, I, I don't know. I can't see much about them. I think that their past teams a few years before this have been better. So this is kind of, again, like a prove-yourself game for Washington. Right. Next we got uh, Virginia at Notre Dame. And to be honest, I thought this should probably should have been probably um, college where college game day was going to be at. I guess they didn't want to have two Notre Dame games in a row, but – Still, this is going to be a really good game. Number 18, Virginia versus number 10, Notre Dame. Um, you got Bryce Perkins on Virginia, Ian Book on Notre Dame. It's going to be a big, pretty good quarterback battle. Um, again, I have Notre Dame coming out with the win there, especially at home. But I don't think that they'll cover 11 points over Virginia, like I mentioned in my coverage picks. But I do think they'll still win, and this will be a really good game on Saturday. Yeah, I mentioned this game in my underdog picks. I said Virginia is going to come out with the win. But, I, of course, usually in underdog picks, if you pick a team to win, that means you think it's going to be close. So that's why I think we have this in our top games this week. We both covered it in me, underdog picks, you, coverage picks. So uh, I think it's just going to be a good game. And it's going to be a toss-up, but I think Virginia's going to come out with the win. All right, next we got where college game day actually is going to be at, and that's Ohio State at Nebraska. Um just uh, Justin Fields is going to probably be playing – most likely going to be playing really good like he has been. Um, realistically, I think just, just Ohio State's going to come out with a win there. Um, 
top, still a top 10 team and everything. So I don't really see that they'll um, lose to Nebraska, but you never know. But, yeah, that's what I have. Really good top game this week, I think. But, yeah. Yeah, I think there aren't as many top games uh, this week as there have been before because it's kind of like the start of like – um, Start of conference play, some teams are cupcaking it or taking their body yeah, taking their body. But I think this game and the Virginia Notre Dame game are clear top two best. Um, and I think this one just having a top five team in it is better. But I think that Ohio State's going to come out with the win being the top five team. All right, now I'm on to the top to this week's uh, top twenty-five. All right, now. So, top 25 is good. number one, Clemson and Alabama, and number two, Alabama. I, those should probably just stay the same, right? Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, all right. Uh, again, number three is Georgia, and number four is LSU. I think to that close uh, game with Notre Dame, I think that realistically, uh, for sure now, LSU should be number three and Georgia number four. But that's still what they have in the AP poll. Uh, some people actually have LSU at number two just because of how uh, – how little teams Alabama's played, and Alabama not coming until five, um, and then Ohio State at four, and Georgia and Georgia at three, and then LSU at two. But I think that LSU should definitely be at three. Yeah, uh, I've had LSU at three ever since they beat Texas, I think, um, and I'm gonna keep them there. I think they're better than Georgia, and so I got LSU at three, um, Georgia at four. Now in the AP poll, five, six, and seven is Ohio State. Um, Oklahoma and Auburn, and I'm not going to change anything about that. I think Ohio State's number five, OU's number six, and Auburn's number seven. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. I mean, uh, Auburn should have moved up after that Texas A&M game. I think that they they should probably that all those should just stay the same. All right, next we got number eight, uh, Wisconsin. Number nine, Florida. Number ten, Notre Dame. I think those are those are pretty good spots for each of those teams. Um. Wisconsin moved up after beating uh, Michigan, which they should have. Uh, Florida is around the same spot, and Notre Dame moved back from 7 to 10 uh, after the loss to Georgia. I have Wisconsin at 8, just like um, in the AP poll, but I don't think Florida's as good as everyone expects, so I have them actually not coming in until 12. I have Texas coming in at 9, Notre Dame staying at 10, and then Penn State – jumping over Florida and going in the 11 spot. <clears throat> All right. So, yeah, and then just uh, – okay, so in the AP poll, it goes 11 Texas, 12 Penn State, and then 13 Oregon, I think it should stay the same, 14 Iowa, and 15 Cal. Uh, 14 Iowa, I, th- I agree with. Cal, I don't agree with that. I think that they shouldn't c- come in until, like, back at, like, 20, uh, maybe 19. Like – um. Or maybe just like or eighteen or whatever, but still, I don't think that they should be ranked fifteen right now. Uh, they just haven't proven themselves uh, like that uh, much up like they're there yet. Yeah, I have at number thirteen. I um I agree with the AP poll. I have Oregon at thirteen, but I don't have. I have Iowa at fifteen. And in the AP poll, Boise State's at number 16, 16. But I actually have them at 14, and I don't have Cal till 18, with Virginia being number 17 and Washington being 16. So the AP poll is 13 Oregon, 
14 Iowa, 15 Cal, 16 Boise State, 17 Washington, and 18 Virginia. But I have 13 Oregon, 14 Boise State, 15 Iowa, 16 Washington, 17 Virginia, and 18 Cal. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I think that those are pretty. Actually, your spots are actually pretty accurate for those. Um, uh, yeah, Cal shouldn't come in until about 18. Uh, Washington, Virginia should both move up, and um, but yeah, those are really good spots for those. All right, then the uh, next in the AP poll goes 19 Utah, 20 uh, Michigan, 21 USC. Uh, Utah, Michigan, I completely agree with that. Uh, both took losses this week, um, but so yeah, I completely agree with that. And 21. USC, um, yeah, they, I think that they should have uh, definitely move, uh, moved up. Um, I mean, especially against that win to Utah. So. I actually have USC because they beat Utah. So why are they not ranked ahead of Utah? So I have USC at 19, Utah at 20, and Michigan at 21. So. All right, next the AP poll goes 22 UCF, 23 Texas a 24 Kansas State, and 25 Michigan State. 22 UCF, uh, I, I agree with that, um, I think, uh, but they dropped like only seven spots against the Lost Pit. I would probably have them at 24, Texas a and at 22, Kansas State at 23, and like I said, UCF at 24, and uh, Michigan State, I'm not sure if they really should be in the top 25 yet right now because, I mean, they were in there, and then they got knocked out pretty quick, and I still don't think that they should be in there right now. Yeah, I think I agree with the people at having UCF at 22 and A&M at 23, 23. but uh, I don't think Kansas State should even be in the top 25, so I don't have them at 24. I have Michigan State at 24 and at 25. They come. They came off a loss, but they're, they're, they only have one loss, and it was by six points to a hot team. I have Oklahoma State at number 25. All right, well, there's the top 25, and now we move on to the top 25 picks. All right, so the first game, Penn State at Maryland. Uh, I've clear, I think it's probably been clear already that uh, I got Maryland beating Penn State. Like I said in my underdog picks, I just got Maryland beating Penn State at home. Yeah, we kind of already we've kind of already covered this because we have it in our underdog and coverage picks. Top games this week, so I got Penn State beating Maryland. All right, next uh, Arizona State at Cal. Uh, again, this is actually the next my next uh, uh, underdog pick. So both on Friday night, um, I got Arizona State beating Cal. Yeah, I do too. All right, uh, next game Texas a and Arkansas. Um, I think that this would be a really good uh, bounce-back game for A&M after losing to Auburn. Uh, I I got A&M beating uh, Arkansas and Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas is kind of on the decline, and A&M's still back on the rise, even though they haven't proved themselves against top teams yet. But I still think A&M's good, and I think that this is a perfect bounce-back game for them. It is in Arkansas, but I don't think that's going to make much of a difference. I think the Aggies will come away with the win. All right, next we got Texas Tech at OU. Um, we're, I already said that I don't think OU will cover 27 points over Texas Tech, but I still got them winning with Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think that they'll s- still beat uh, Texas Tech, but I think that it will be a pretty good game. Just I just got OU coming out with the win there. I hate to say it, 
I've said it too much for my t for my liking, but I've got to say it again. Oklahoma is gonna win. Um, uh, I don't really want to explain why, because I don't like Oklahoma and I don't like talking about Oklahoma unless it's me talking about them losing to Texas. So yeah, Oklahoma is gonna win. All right. <laughs> Next we got Northwestern at Wisconsin. Uh, so again, like what we said. <laughs> Rutgers, Northwestern, about the same. No offense, but um, with, uh, I got Wisconsin winning by a lot uh, with Jonathan Taylor. They also got a really good defense, so I have them winning that one. Okay, so um, the one Rutgers fan in the world, probably you're not listening, but you're not on the same level as Northwestern. And Northwestern fans, no, don't, don't, don't. No one feels sympathy for the one Rutgers fan. And no one feels sympathy for the Northwestern fans, but Wisconsin is gonna throttle them. Yeah, I completely agree with that. <laughs> All right, Middle Tennessee uh, State um, against Iowa. I really don't think this is even gonna be a game, <laughs> to be honest. Top twenty-five team against a Middle Tennessee State. Uh, I'd like to know where Middle Tennessee is if they have a Middle Tennessee State, but. Um, Anyways, now I got Iowa winning by a lot. I do remember Middle Tennessee State, but I remember them for beating Michigan State in basketball. I, I've never heard of them in football, so I got Iowa winning. All right, next we got Rutgers at Michigan. Another thing with the um, Wisconsin at Northwestern. Sorry if there is that one Rutgers fan out there listening. Michigan's just going to throttle y'all. Like, seriously, it's – I'm, I'm sorry, but it's just going to be a massacre. Um, I think that that's definitely going to be something that they'll be happy to come out with against the Wisconsin. Uh, I don't see that game being close at all. I mean, don't get me wrong. We could definitely be surprised. Uh, you know, let's go Scarlet Knights. But, you know, I, I just think that Michigan's going to come out with a win there. Yeah, and uh, Rutgers fan, um, maybe you should find a different team because I don't think y'all are going to win a Big Ten game for a long, long time. And this one's not going to make any difference. Michigan's just going to, like, um, I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. It's like Kansas is, like, the worst Big 12 team, but Rutgers is 10 times Kansas because Kansas is better than Rutgers. So, yeah, uh, Michigan is going to come out with the easy win. Yeah, definitely. All right. Next, we got Clemson at North Carolina. Uh, we mentioned this. North Carolina started 2-0 and – now they're just starting on their like a two and ten start again last last year, um, and I don't see that breaking. They're gonna probably lose to Clemson, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Clemson's gonna win. Uh, North Carolina. I like you. I like you, Mac Brown. But I think that um, Clemson will beat you. Will beat them pretty pretty easily. All right, next we got well, Ole Miss at Alabama. So after this is actually whenever I'm going to start actually taking uh, Tua into, like, thought and everything but because this is actually going to be their first, like, pretty good game to play against. Uh, start, they're starting SEC play. but So I got Alabama still winning this game, um, but I do think that uh, this will actually be their first, like, hard test. Yeah, I think I got think that it's going to be their first, like, actual test of the season, but I still think that they're going to come out with a pretty easy win. 
Next, we got USC at Washington. We mentioned this in our uh, top games of the week. Um, so I think that this is going to be a really good game. But uh, Washington's favored by 10.5, but I got USC. I think that they'll be pretty good, even without JT Daniels. But I think that um, Scott Fink is definitely going to come out there and uh, play really good against um, Washington in Washington. So, I mean, I think that that's just going to be a really good game. No, no, no. It's not. Well, it is. But I mean, USC's not going to win. Washington's going to win. In a um, sort of close. Okay. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Michigan State, top 25, barely in the top 25. Uh, they're playing at Michigan State, and they're playing Indiana. Uh, I told you that I don't think that Michigan State should be in the top 25. But I do have Michigan State winning this game. But – uh, Michigan State fans out there, hate to break it to you, but this game's going to be close. It's going to be a close game. Uh, if you guys do win, then it will be really close. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that it's going to be a close game. But I do think Michigan State's the better team, and I do think Michigan State's going to come out next. All right. Next we got uh, Towson at Florida. And I don't really get this, you know? Five weeks in, and then you still got Florida playing Towson. Like, this is like week one game, and I don't, you know, I don't really understand that. But they probably have to have some reason. I mean, every other team has already started SEC players starting this week in the SEC. And, I mean, I know during during some time in the season, Florida has, I mean, uh, SEC teams always have that one, like, gimme week, but it's usually uh, towards the end of the season. Um, I don't know if this is their one gimme week already this early, but – I don't really know, but I got Florida winning there by a long shot. So, yeah, they have already played yeah, two SEC games. They played Kentucky and Tennessee, so maybe that's why. Maybe that's and why. Also, I mentioned earlier that early starting conference play teams are either a cupcaking it, as yeah. in this case, or b taking a bye week, uh, a rest week off like Texas. But I think uh, Florida's going to come out with a win. It's a cupcake. All right. Next, we got Mississippi State at Auburn. And um, I think that this game, again, I think that this is going to be – I think that it will actually be end up being a pretty good game. Um, but uh, realistically, I got Auburn having too much confidence. And I got the first – I got a big top ten upset. Uh, I got Mississippi State beating Auburn. Okay. Well, yeah, big upset. But that's not going to happen, I don't think. I think Mississippi State's decent, and it'll be a decent game. But I think Auburn, even if they have too high uh, expectations, they're going to realize if they're too high up there, and they're going to come back down and start playing uh, normal normal Auburn football. So I think the Tigers will win this one. Uh, next we got UConn at UCF. Um UCF is in like one of those conferences, you know, where it's just like they don't have too many great teams except for like they're they're like they're the only great team. And that would be like something like uh, I mean, you got Clemson being one of the only really good teams in the ACC. So, but I got I got UCF uh, beating UConn. Yeah, UCF coming at, um at, out of their first regular season loss in 2 years. Um, and I think UConn, they're not that good, so I think USCF's going to bounce back and win another regular season game. 
All right. Now we got Kansas State at Oklahoma State. Um, ironically, one team you one, one team that actually is in the top twenty-five, one team that isn't, and then that same team is one that you don't have in the top twenty-five, and the other one is. So, um, I think that Kansas State that's going to be their week that they get out of the top twenty-five. I think that this will be the week that Oklahoma State actually does, uh, and I got Oklahoma State uh, beating Kansas in Oklahoma. Oklahoma State's too good. They're going to bring Kansas State in. All right, so now next we got uh, Ohio State at Nebraska. And, again, Nebraska, give you guys this, they're not the worst team in the Big Ten. They actually were started, started out in the top 25, but we said they were overrated, and turns out, yes, they were. So I got Ohio State winning there, especially at Nebraska. I mean, I, in Nebraska, I mean, I, I got them winning uh, probably quite a, by a lot. I was still a little surprised that College Game Day is actually there, and like I said, instead of like Virginia at Notre Dame or whatever. But yeah, I think Ohio State's going to come out with a pretty pretty easy win. All right, next we got Washington State at Utah. Um, so Washington State, I mean, they did come off that upset and not uh in the top 25 anymore. Uh, but, uh, again, Utah, we've been saying, definitely overrated. So I got Washington State beating Utah this week and Utah finally getting out of the top 25, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have Washington State winning this one. I think Washington State's still um, good. And after that loss to UCLA and this one, all right. Well, then I guess that wraps it up for this week. Um, thanks. Thank you all for listening. Uh, see us. Yeah, listen to us next week. All right. Bye.